0: On this show, we're talking American muscle with the new Ford Mustang and Dodge Challenger. We'll also discuss the Acura TLX next on Talking Cars. Hi there and welcome to Talking Cars with Consumer Reports. I'm Tom Mutchler. I'm Gabe Shenhar. And I'm Jake Fisher. One of our biggest fans asked me, he had a request on Twitter, so I think we can do this for him. I would like an episode solely dedicated to the Mitsubishi Mirage. Bring Shinhar. Oh. So that's... Wonderful. That's not, that's not. Here here's the answer. That's, right. no, we're, we're not gonna do that. Instead, we wanna talk muscle cars today. What do we got, Gabe?
1: Well, we got really interesting stuff here. We have the new Mustang, uh, fresh, uh, redesigned for 2015. And we have uh, another icon, uh, which is the Dodge Challenger.
0: Yeah, you know, the Challenger, its they've been making this car since 2009, and they keep evolving the car. It keeps getting better.
2: It does. So um, I made a lot of internet friends when we initially tested the vehicle. It was
0: like how to win friends and influence it, it people. It was. You really...
2: So when they first came out with this vehicle, I mean, it was, it kind of drove like a truck. It really did. It had a lot of power, but the handling was not there. It was not impressive, and I think, um, I basically said it was kind of like a Dodge Ram. You know, it's got a big V8, rear-wheel drive, um, doesn't really handle, but it's fast in a straight line and rides well, mm-hmm. which it was true, which is actually, um, it's kind of a fun car. I mean, if you want to cruise around, but it certainly was never a sports car. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so, you know, there was, you know, the, the Mopar forums were a little unhappy with me. But, but the point is, is that this car is a... It still is a cruiser. I mean, it is not the car you necessarily want to go take in an autocross. This is not the tight, no, nimble I'm, little sports car. I'm not going to chase a, I'm not going to chase a Porsche Boxster through Tale of the Dragon with this. No, but <laughs> you might actually enjoy driving this thing day to day more than those vehicles all because it was actually a fun car. And even the one that, you know, I poked fun of was a great car to go cruise around in and was really enjoyable. Now this car, I mean they've dialed it up. So sure it's fast, sure it's still quiet and it's still comfortable but it drives a whole lot better. Um, hmm. The steering is a whole lot better. I mean, it's come a long way. And the interior has gotten much better, yes. too. I mean, it was kind of, you know, you know you're, you're not yeah. cutting I mean, yourself on flash anymore. No, but that, 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 era, <laughs> that, that era of Chrysler cars was yes. just.
1: But here's the rub. Uh, in 09, it was a nice cruiser. It looked good. It was, had this kind of retro feel about it. And it's not net retro anymore. But, no, I mean, no, no, it's, t- it's got totally modern now. Yeah. No, <laughs> but uh, wait, let me finish that thought. I mean, now they wanted to uh, evolve the car. And you said it. And I think by evolving the car, trying to make it more sporty, they kind of, the car now falls between the cracks because it rides Those more stiffly. Cracks. And uh And <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it's never gonna be a sports car. So you actually compromised the strength of the car, which was like, you know, it was a really nice kind of cruiser, fast cruiser. That's what it was about. Now it's not, it's, you think? I think it's not as quiet. I think it rides stiffer. The shifter and the clutch are heavy. Uh, it's just not enjoyable to drive anymore.
0: Gosh, man, I'm just not there. You know, this is not my type of car. I mean, let's, let's just, if that's not obvious. I mean, I, mean you know, it's but, either, but, but. I don't know
1: if it's the car or the times, because when you look at it in the context of this Mustang, it's, the Mustang is so, has so much wider re- repertoire as a car. Because, I mean, the the Mustang is, is, you can't just call it a muscle car anymore. It's more of a real sports car now. But
0: there's a thing. I don't think the same guy is going to shop these two cars. I think it's so tempting. Oh, well, we did it. It's so tempting <clears> to <throat> talk about them together. Yeah, I mean, you but talk about it's all a completely the... completely different the, market segment. Well, it's I, a whole
1: trio of muscle car. I mean, is this, the Camaro, or the Mustang, and
2: the Challenger. I, I think I could put this in perspective and kind of resolve this. And basically, what I like to say is I disagree with both of you, and you're both completely wrong. And, and here's why, because... I agree <laughs> that we're wrong. <laughs> Wait. But, but, but hear, hear me out. So, first of all, with the Challenger, no. It, it, sure, it's a little bit stiffer and just a little bit, but you know It's still an easy car. I, I took it with a weekend. I had my kids in the back. It was an easy car to drive every day. And, and we're, you know, I mean, think about, you know, in the lot, we've had the 911 and the Corvette. And these cars are like great if you want to go to the Nürburgring or a track, but I mean, these cars do great on you. This they're car also, does not. They're also great if you're a skinny German. You
0: know, they, <laughs> this, you this, weigh 150 this pounds. It's, and. No,
2: it's great oh. with the McDonald's drive through But I think I think, I think what we're, ga- Gabe, to your point, I think we're getting a little bit jaded by this wonderful vehicle over mm. here in the corner, which mm. is this Mustang, which Either is, that
1: or or maybe I got old, you know? I'm uh, gonna go with was, that. But- <laughs> That's, no, <laughs> yes, but-, but and, and my kids don't fit in the back like your kids. Anymore. Oh, my kids are, are yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're fun My Kids songs. are more compact. <laughs> but I mean,
2: the, the thing about the Mustang is it's come the other way. So, I mean, the Mustang was a real sports car. I mean, the Mustang, you know, despite its dimensions, is a car that you could put an across. This was a sports car. But what they did was they went and did what the Challenger did, too. This is a car that is quiet. It's refined. It gots all those other stuff, too, without giving up that sporty nature. So, so now it almost become, makes the Challenger a little bit redundant because you know I'm not so sure, I'm not sure if it's right to say that they are not going to be cross shopping because no, I think, I think. That, child, that, that Mustang can be your everyday driving car. Completely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No. I mean, which, not, but, which it used to be you know, a 911 a, and a Boxster or Cayman but really I think, can't be. I
0: think there's different goals here. I mean I drive the Mustang and this is a great compliment to it, I think of it as a budget BMW 4 Series Coupe. I think it's that good, I think it's that good. But the Challenger, I'm not gonna deny that the guy (laughs) buying that thing, he is basically putting on a costume. He is saying, (laughs) and and, and in a good way, you know, why make boring car choices? I I want to have a retro car, it sounds good, it looks good. I mean, my God, you pull up in that sublime green Challenger? I yeah, I mean, it's a tall
1: costume, you're, you're totally right. I mean, to, but to, to, to say to mo- that they're not mo- going to be cross-shopped with two icons of Americana, I mean, they are going to be No, I think shopped. the guy who buys and, it
0: is going to buy that car because he likes the way he looks, he likes classic right. Mopar. I think, and I think that's a narrower shopping band than that Mustang. Let's
1: go back to what you just said about uh, mentioning a BMW, and that ties into what I just said before with the wider, wider wider repertoire of the Mustang nowadays. I mean, it can be a, a totally civilized car for everyday driving. I mean, I drive that car. The shifter, the clutch, the handling—I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. it's so good. I mean, here I drive. I drive the Challenger. I put it in second gear. I throw it in six, and I'm done with it. <laughs> here, you just shift for the joy of shifting with the yeah. Mustang. And, no, you you want to compare you, you it, have you can fun. Totally, you you want to dance with it's, the Mustang. It's not exactly. You dance it's with the no Mustang. longer Challenge just. you go straight. Right. It's no longer just a muscle car. It's no longer just fast in a straight line. The car, the Mustang, can be compared to a two-series BMW or four-series BMW. Now, it's a much more. Well rounded kind of a car. So, so, first so, Other than the room in the back. Yeah. The, yeah. No, you are totally more You're exactly car.
2: right. And, and I mean, the Mustang, it's the supermodel that also really cooks well. You know, so I mean, you're not going to be giving up what you get in that Challenger if you get that Mustang. You're going to get that everyday livability and, and quietness and all that stuff. And, and I, I will take, you know, Disagree with you about the four series because I would take the Mustang over the four series right now.
0: It's, I mean, they've gotten soft, yeah, we, and yeah, the I Mustang. I think that steers better. It, it does. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Now, uh, earlier, when uh, in the last episode, someone asked us to review a um, if if we had a Scat Pack, which sadly we don't. We don't Scat Pack a six point four liter, four eighty five horsepower. Sadly, we only have the three hundred seventy five horsepower.
1: Well, um, I don't know if. Why sadly. Did you, why, you, did you, <laughs> why did you? Why did you? <clears throat> Because being customer service uh, they centric, all want hellcats. Uh, they
2: all want Hellcats. That's
1: right. Yeah, and they, that's, all, they all dream of Hellcats.
2: Are we allowed to swear in the podcast? Because Heck we just said Hellcat. I just want to throw that out <laughs> it's there. We could believe that in
1: post. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, so all of uh, pretty much the vast majority of the vast majority of challengers are V6 automatics. Yeah, but, but they, they whipped out up of V8s with
0: with the sca- with the uh, help
1: out of V8s. It's the RT Plus, which is exactly like this I'm, one.
2: I'm, I'm like, going to totally so disagree with you again because I've been okay. reading I, Motor Trend and Tra- mm-hmm. Rodent Track and all of the buff books. I think oh. 90% of them are Hellcat, actually. Oh, absolutely. I don't think they make it's any totally. V6s because that I have never seen one reviewed. Right. Or, scat <laughs> <laughs> or the so. Scat Pack, which I've seen on, in uh,
1: Buff magazines as well. But anyway, real real people uh, out there okay. now buy there's, these there's all day long. <laughs> so, RT+, 41000 yeah, $42,000. This, 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 this is what people is,
2: drive, and, yeah. and it's... Yeah, you're not going to notice the extra right 24 right. horsepower, or whatever no,
0: it is. is. Let's let's talk more about what people drive. Um, a question: Another question that we didn't quite cover in the last show. You guys didn't really answer E79 Eternals' question. Could you please speak more about what kind of mechanical problems the GT86 twins are suffering from? First, we got to decipher. decipher what, yeah. yeah, we got to decipher the <laughs> GT86. Uh, that's the Cyan FRS and the Subaru BRZ. What's up with them?
2: they don't stay together, they don't, they have reliability issues. So, um, just took, took a look at some of the, some of the issues and um, there's a bunch of issues going on with that. Um, there's the, the tail lights are filling with water, uh, the power windows aren't working necessarily, um, don't, don't go in back back up. Fuel pumps, they have a big problem with fuel pumps, where they would make a, uh, a squeaking noise and then eventually fail. Um, the list goes on. The mm. interior mirrors that were falling off, the exterior engine mirrors falling rough, off. The engine right. runs rough. And actually we had that with our car mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And there was a there was an update on that. So it's been a whole bunch of different issues. And, and the radio the radio is a kind of a mess, but the radio's had some issues too with the GPS isn't picking up and, yeah. and such. So a bunch of different issues. Um you know, with Subaru and Toyota, I mean, they do understand quality. Hopefully, they're going to work out these issues. There are, you know, on our site now, we do list the, the, the service bulletins and extra warranties, and you can read about those on our site. Um, and they know about these issues. Yep. They have created some updates. Hopefully, they're going to fix those problems.
0: Yep, the, the car does have issues. Next question from Mr. Nuggetface. I can't take Tom. I I can't take Tom seriously as a reviewer. He is forever negative we about nearly every vehicle. <laughs> Again, all that matters in life is finally we agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Nuggetface. So I just. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm so sad. I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh no. No, I mean, look, it's uh, it's. No, there, there's more to a car than dashboard plastics. Actually, I'm gonna say, I'm going Here's what I'm gonna say. I can't take Mr. McNugget face seriously as a YouTube troll. He is only <laughs> focusing on what I feel about dashboard plastics. There's a lot more to it. These cars both have nice plastics, which, you know, that's really important. Uh, from a Apple's, soft yes. so soft. Apples, apples, apples. Can you tell us your opinion on the TLX and not compare it to an Accord? which we will anyway. Compare it to the IS <laughs> and Q50 and 3 Series, please. Thanks. Well, that's
1: a very timely question because I just drove in this morning with the TLX V6.
2: Yeah, did you, you, did you take a, a pair of tweezers to figure out which gear you're in? Because you, if you push it and you rotate it, you could get it into drive. Well,
1: I'll tell you what happened. I, I backed out of my driveway, so you now this do is, this motion. Is,
0: this is the V6 with the nine-speed automatic.
1: Right, 9-speed automatic and a shifter that uh, is a non-shifter, just a bunch of buttons. Uh, it reminds me of those
0: childhood games, you know, wh- when when you're like one and a half and you'd have the square goes in the square. <laughs> that's how the you get reversed. Goes in the, that's right, you take the circle, you put the circle in the circle. And you throw in
1: the e-brake in the middle there. That's right. And the, uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> from reverse, I just hit the e-brake instead of drive. Oh, that's so, very good. Yeah. So uh, Uh, that shifter is a deal breaker for that car. Well, the transmission is no great shakes either. That that, nine speed.
0: No one it doesn't seem like anyone can make a good nine speed yet.
1: Right, and the start stop is the slowest start stop. Uh, I mean, I'm like, you're you're looking for a a hole in traffic to jump in and I'm already like full throttle, but the engine hasn't turned on yet.
0: No, and then when it turns on, it smacks you, (laughs) you know, it's such a, you know, I like get smacked in the back of the head with the head. I think you
1: asked me the other day, uh, would you buy the V6 TLX uh, over the four-cylinder? I did. I wouldn't do it. I'd stay with a four-cylinder. Let's
0: back up and talk about the car as a bigger whole, rather than the V6 versus four-cylinder question. What do you think about
1: the... So compared to the Accord...
0: <laughs> uh, well, let's compare it to the Q50 and the IS. Let's <clears throat> well, actually, that's a loaded question,
2: well, because compared question to most once. vehicles, the compared to an yeah. IS or a Q50, they're pretty nice. Mazda 3 is pretty nice compared to a IS or q Q50. So it's like, if you're gonna choose one we're of not, these vehicles not big that are not good, uh, good yeah. like the IS, 250, all-wheel drive, the, the mainstream model, or the, uh, the Q50, you know what?
1: Go, go enjoy a TLX. Well, let's be yeah. crazy
0: and actually compare <coughs> it to a car that's good. What about a three series? What about a what about a Mercedes C class?
1: Oh, it's a whole different ballgame. game. I mean, the three series and C class are they're more expensive cars. They're ten grand more. But you actually get what you pay for here. Yeah. yeah now this car becomes
0: sure. it's it's all about context, and it becomes extremely difficult to explain. So I will try somehow to do it in the time we have left. Um, the, the four cylinder is about thirty six thousand uh, dollars. Thirty six grand will buy me a Ford Fusion, which is
1: yeah, very a very nice Ford Fusion, which
0: is a better driving car or a a Buick Regal, better riding car, a quieter car. Um, if I need the prestige name, yeah, it's ten grand less than the three series and the C class. It doesn't drive as well. The interior isn't as nice. I don't know if Acura re- reliability is you know, they've been kind of mixed right they have now. Been. So they you mean, can't just problems. say, go buy the Acura instead of the German cars because it will be better.
1: Why don't you buy a 320i? So you're a little down on power in the 3 Series, but you're a comparable price.
0: Yeah, also, you know, with with the money BMW and Mercedes thrown to leases, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that wrinkles, that, mm-hmm. that makes it even more. Sure, uh, if you yeah. lease it, then you're not so worried about uh, paying out-of-warranty repairs. Right, but my biggest, <clears throat> my the biggest thought I have is I drive it, and I'm bored. It just feels ordinary. And I think when you're buying a luxury car, it shouldn't feel ordinary. And that's kind of a drag. It's It's, a very mundane kind of drive. It's an okay car. You know, and and Acura's had a run of not so great cars, but
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Eh, you know, Next question. My aunt wants to buy a car and I need help. She misses her Mercedes ML's SUV height, but, and she now wants a small luxury SUV. She was looking at a GLA because the GLK is too boxy and ugly. I'm trying to convince her to wait a year or two till they design the GLK. She was also looking at a Discovery Sport and a BMW X3. What would you suggest? What else is there in the small SUV? I don't know if
1: I'm the right person to ask because I have an X3 at home so oh, yeah. she doesn't
0: like the run flats i i yeah a, uh, i understand that
1: uh well in that case how about an audi q5
0: i was actually thinking of a q3
1: yeah q3 is just out so but i think the q5 is more uh more established in, in terms of reliability record i think it's a more of a no-brainer mm-hmm. yeah.
2: your, your thoughts totally agree totally agree q5 or x x3 would be the way to go and um you know, Audi's doing really well in terms of reliability these days, so Q5 I think should be very happy.
0: That's true, I think a Q5, a Q5 is actually by now a pretty safe choice, yep. quite a reliable choice. A programming note, for the last couple of months we've been doing talking cars on a weekly basis. It's been fun, we've learned it's a lot of work to do talking cars on a weekly basis, so we're gonna cut back to uh, once every two weeks. Hopefully at some point we'll be able to go back to weekly, In the meantime, if you need to get your fix, go to ConsumerReports.org slash TalkingCars. There, you can participate in the forum with other fans, and you can see back episodes. As always, it's a pleasure. We'll see you next time.